Thank you for tuning in to the Voice in the Wilderness podcast. I am your host, Carl Lee. Price vibes only. Let's get into this episode. So the more you live life, the more you realize there's a lot that is being taken for granted. Right. And we have situations where we could choose one way. We might choose another way. Right. That's where the question, what if, kicks in. What if I was to do that? What if I was to do something else? Right. And when you live with what ifs, it's normally a sign of regret. I wish I would have. What if I would have? I wish I wouldn't have. What if I wouldn't have? What if being a real question that you could sit with and it absolutely changes nothing because you could do nothing about a what if? You can do what you need to do from that point. You can try to figure out what the best moves would be for another situation if the scenario ever represented itself. But in the harshest, most realistic way, it's pretty much over. And we see places in the Bible where I definitely say, what if, right? I'm going to read one right here. I'm going to read one. This is Luke 18, 18 to 23. And this is the story of, I'm going to start at 18. It says, and a certain ruler asked him, okay, it was referring to God or Jesus when he said asked him. And he said, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You have the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false, te- false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. That is the very last time we hear about this man. That's the very last time we hear about this man. He has this scenario where he encounters Jesus. And Jesus is like, well, this is what you can do. Boom, bam. And it turns out that's just too much of a request, right? But I'm always a little bit like, what if he would have listened, right? What would have changed in the way we read the Bible if this young man would have been a disciple if this young man had maybe just some 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 miracles that took place concerning him you know if he would have had a book named after himself for what he experienced while in this time with Jesus and this point in history there's a what if right there that we will never really get to know how it played out all we can simply do is wonder about this guy right there's another what if that I, that I always think about. That is Matthew 14, 22. I think I'm going to start at 26 though. But that is Peter walking on water, right? I'm going to read it and then I'm going to talk about that. So this is Jesus walking on the water and I'm just going to start in. Okay. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Then this is Peter. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, let me 
let me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to seek, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him up. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? My what if about that whole scenario is what if from that point, Peter actually walked in the exact same authority as Jesus? How much of the faith that we have now would have evolved? How much more would we have faith in doing if when Peter walked on water, he was just completely unafraid, completely bold. He turned around and told the other disciples, walk on this water with me. And what if he just kept that air about him? We would have, who knows where like the world in general would be, where Christian faith would be, right? Because we always look at it as Jesus did it, but you know, he's separate and seeing a disciple do something like that is just really encouraging in general. I, I, I'm still encouraged, even though he ended up sinking. Right. But the what if about it is still major. What if in our own lives, we have our own what ifs. Right. What if I didn't? What if I did? What if this would have worked out when that time was there? And it's really easy to find yourself dwelling on what ifs. Like I said, even though they can take you absolutely nowhere. A what if could really set you back. It could really disturb your spirit. It could really cause you to be discouraged, right? But look at this what if with Peter. Peter was actually already equipped to do what he had asked God for. Sometimes we have a what if that we want to ask that God completely gave us the power to be equipped to handle, to do, to make work. What happened was he looked at the storms and he became afraid. Fear is a number one cause for creating what ifs. You're doing just fine. You're excited. You're living. You're moving. You get afraid. And here comes what if. What if is taunting? What if is waiting to have you somewhere looking back thinking, man, why didn't I? Man, what if I would have? And then on the flip side, there's a lot of blessed what ifs. Ooh, thank God I didn't do that. What if I would have been out there like that? So, you know, I don't want I don't want to bring this up and then you just go completely downwards about the what if. But I want to bring it up because it's a real thing. But in the scenario with Peter, sometimes the what ifs that we create are not even the end. They're, they are the experience we were supposed to have, right? Because it still created the Peter that we know, right? He was still able to get something from knowing like I was really walking on that. Now, the thing is like when you walk in fear, it interrupts the flow, Right. And so we can only wonder how much of that experience he personally kept. Right. Because you turn around and Peter. 
Peter seemed like he don't remember walking on water. Like, you know, he it seemed like he forgetting stuff, right? The more you read, the more you read the Bible, you get a little deeper into Peter. And it's like this man was the same one who cuts off the soldier's ear in the in defense of Jesus. No, that's not going down like that. I got my knife. And, you know, people talk that talk, man. If I was there and they was trying to come crucify Jesus, they would have had to come through me. Well, we actually see the scenario where somebody in the Bible said that. You want to come forth and come through me. And you got to think about this. Who really aims for an ear? Who really aims for an ear when you're trying to hurt? I'm going to cut your ear off. No, that was an accident. Okay? He was trying to kill somebody. He was trying to kill somebody. You don't be swinging that no knife at nobody's head. No, you got a piece of ear. Is what happened. Jesus put it back on. Spared him. He spared Peter when he didn't let him kill that man, right? Because he would have he would have had to had been going to court, getting taken away with Jesus. It wasn't about nobody else at that point. It was about Jesus and the scenario of going to be sacrificed for all of us. He was about to lay down his life, right? God intervened to keep the plot the way that it was supposed to go. The plot. The purpose, the whole point was he was going to come, live a perfect life, lay down his life as the only sacrifice that could redeem us all. That was the plot. That was the point. That was the purpose. Now, we come up with these what ifs because God is the one who knows the beginning from the end, right? He knows the puzzle pieces that will come together to make the plot continue the way they are supposed to go. He knows the beginning from the end. So when we look at having a what if, we don't always have in mind that God knows what he's doing and he knows why it did not go the way we would have liked to, right? As much as it would have been amazing to have more stories about the rich young ruler because he's so fascinating for that quick period, he's like, I was that, I was that the one who listened to the, to the, to the law and I obeyed my mother and father. And it just so turns out he was wealthy, so wealthy that when it came to to challenging what his wealth was to what his spirituality could possibly be spirituality took the loss right he walked away sad then there's this cliff note what if then there's this little part where it's like man that's so messed up and the part with Peter, though, the thing that's crazy about Peter walking on the water is he had permission to succeed. He was giving the he was given the tools to succeed in doing something. He asked God, could he do? He asked permission. God said, yes, he started and he himself called, caused himself to not succeed in what he was already approved to do. This is really what we're talking about. Faith is faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen having faith to, to for things to come together god says you can do it you say i can do it you start doing it and then but what if but if here comes a but if you you look at the storm around you and what if this doesn't work you were already given the okay by god why do we create what ifs 
Why do we create what ifs in situations that God has already given us the power to overcome when we actually know if it doesn't work, we're going to expect for him to reach in and pull us out. If he can pull us out, he can hold us up, right? That's that's almost common sense. If God can pull us out of it, he actually could sustain us through it. He actually he actually can take us to that abundant place because if you could pull it up, you could lift it up. If you could lift it up, you could hold it up. So why do we make it this thing? Why do we make God sustaining us this thing? Why do we make it this thing right now? You look at Peter and God made him capable. He was capable. He was capable in this situation. The elements somehow changed from what water does. God did something in his situation that made what would be an impossible situation possible. He's doing it. It's working. And for no reason, what if? The, the fear, the fear came. There's Because if you're not going to think, what if this water sinks? You're not going to care about a storm, right? If you're not going to be afraid about your business closing down, you're not going to care. You're not going to have fear in the economy. But a what if will make you question things, right? The wrong what if comes along and here comes fear. It's, it's the doorway to fear. It's the doorway to negativity. It's the, it's the doorway to causing yourself to dwell somewhere in the past in a place in your mind that is over. You know, it kind of reminds me of when people have an argument at work. And then they kind of stop and think, oh, man, what if ooh, I, I hope they if they ever do that again, that's what I'm going to say. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? And then now you have all of these things in your mind that you could have said you would have said you actually end up being mad almost all day because holding the scenario of, oh, if oh, if it ever happened, if they if, that's that's a waste of time. Right. Because there is a. What if that is a blessing? What if that opens the door to faith? It opens the door to believing God can do some things that he's given you the ability to sustain through. One step is believing that God really gave you the ability to sustain through it. And this is surprise. It'd be surprising how much things we start up, how many things we start doing that God will actually cause to be working, that we will slow down ourselves, that we would stop ourselves with certain questions. Why question God, right? Why? When you see what he's done so far. The real thing with the rich young ruler is he was okay with where he was. He really didn't want to change. He really didn't want to follow Christ. He wanted eternal life. His his question was about getting to heaven. Right. How, how do I how do I get how do I get to heaven? Now. God said, these are the rules you follow. This is it right here. And instead of being like, it sure is. And that's exactly what I do. Thank you so much for confirming that I'm on my way to heaven through these works. He was like. It seemed like he answered something else. And, and, and God was like, Jesus was infamous for this. You asking a question and him giving a parallel answer to make you think about what you just asked. This was like Christ 101. He does that, right? He's like, sell everything you have and follow me. He didn't want that answer. That's not the answer he was looking for. He actually 
got the answer he was looking for the first time. Why he pry? <laughs> Why did he pry into Jesus? Like Jesus was going to be like, really? You're perfect then. Jesus wasn't going to do that because he already knew that young man wasn't perfect. And he was probably even lying about how good he quote unquote was. Clout chasing around Jesus, right? Got the disciples around there. Know he balling already. And, you know, tell me I'm doing something, Jesus. And Jesus gave him that scenario like, yo, come with me and do this. Now you got to ask, what if he would have? What if he would have? Now, that could have been phenomenal. That could have been a completely life-changing thing. But he really didn't want to do that. He really was not planning on that what if being a part of what might be required of him, right? And it only became required of him after he tried to press the issue of being some kind of good way. I am that good, good sir, right? For one, there's no reason to try to gas up Jesus on how good you are, right? He already knows none of us are without sin, right? He knows we all have our issues and he's not even necessarily saying, that's why I'm not helping y'all. We don't see God saying, I don't help you guys because you're, you are imperfect. We actually see he helps us because we're not perfect, because we are not capable. And without him, we have a life of what ifs, right? But then you have Christ who gives us the ability to be completely capable, right? And, you know, you almost ask, what is faith, right? But faith is something that requires an act. It's what's in between you, that act, and that act being completed, right? So we have Peter's faith working. We have him transitioning into doing exactly what his faith was towards, walking on water. He wanted to walk on water. His faith was there. Jesus was there. He was doing it, right? You would almost say mission complete. And then in, in, in the midst of out of nowhere, in the midst of looking around at the situation, he loses his faith. The craziest thing to me is what a crazy place to lose faith in the middle of what God is saying he can do, showing you that he can do it and you decide you don't have faith anymore. The real what if question is, what if we trusted God all the way? What if you trusted God all the way in your life, in your scenarios, in the situations that you were dealing with? What if you were not afraid to leave the comfort zone that you had? Because that's what the case was for the rich ruler. He was comfortable and that's not something he wanted to trade. But what if you were no longer afraid about losing or giving up what you thought would be the better life? What if walking on water was your goal and God started to let you do it? What if you did not look at the situations around and say, this is definitely going to fall apart? Because that's the what if that most of us take ourselves to. I'll be completely honest. I have some decent, some very decent what ifs scenarios in my mind just throughout my life, right? What if I would have said something at this point? What if I would have tried harder right there? What if I would have fought that extra step to see if, if I would have made it? What if I would have just said how I actually felt right here? These little what ifs can sit around and try to ride your back the rest of your life and, 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 and take you absolutely nowhere and throw you off and distract you from everything in front of you, everything that you want to enjoy about life. 
and and sometimes even make you act like you're comfortable where you are. What if it's worse than here out there? What if this is the best? What if you just need to chill out right here and just like do this? And then sometimes, you know, you'll step out. You'll go into a direction that God's been putting on your heart. It starts working. God is encouraging you through it. And somehow you don't acknowledge that as God. You think that that's you. And then you're questioning what if again. It wasn't you in the first place, right? That's like the first thing to accept. When Peter walked on water, none of that was him. That was Jesus in the first place. Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come. And he did. But before that, Jesus, before Jesus saying, come, he was on a boat. It was Jesus that allowed that first stepping out. When you know it was Jesus that gave you that first initial drive and desire to step out in the first place, then you got to keep in mind, you got to know that not only was he the one that gave you the strength to step out, he's going to be the one that helps you stay with it and be able to walk on water, to be able to walk out the rest of what the path is that he has in front of you. What if is not a cool spot to be at, right? What if has done way more damage than positive, right? And at some point, you got to say like, God, I give you every single what of one of my what if issues. I give you every single one of my what if thoughts that come into my mind, you know, because he's he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. And he knows the beginning from the end. So he sees the outcome. We just have to learn how to trust his outcome. We have to learn how to trust God's outcome. And I feel like the more we keep these what ifs at the forefront of our mind, when we look at the past and we like have these thoughts about what we should have, what we could have, why we didn't, and what if we are not allowing ourselves to see that God has made things stable around us. And when we look at the things that we feel like we could be giving up or we look at the comfort zone we create, we cause ourselves to not have the boldness to step out into what could be something brand new. So, you know, um, I really just wanted to encourage someone today uh, and to just to just take that that time and take those steps to get over issues from the past. Right. Any of those. What if I would have not to carry that, you know, because even when you look at the way time is right now. It's really easy to feel like, man, I wish I would have. What if I would have then? Because it's terrible now and everybody's like ready to give up on a lot of things. Don't give up, you know, and don't let yourself think too hard about things in the past where you ask what if. With that being said, thank you all for tuning in. I'm sorry for the wait. I really am going to get back on it all the way. So thank you for tuning in. Have a blessed one. Boom, boom, boom.